Welcome back to 5678 and Beyond. We are back. It has been a while. It's been a while. It's been a real long time, but we're back. We're back. We've had a lot of life that's oh happened gosh. since our last filming. Oh my gosh. To now. So like, Darian, what's what's new with you, man? Uh, I have an eight-month-old. Oh my God. I have the sweetest, m- most beautiful little baby. Eight-month-old daughter, little LED. She is busy. She is busy. She is adorable. I got to hug on her last night. I love it. Oh my gosh. She's at that stage where she doesn't want anybody else except her parents. That's okay. That's okay. But it's been <laughs> exciting to see you this last eight months become the dad that you are. Oh my gosh. It's so much fun. It's it's really a, a joy, honestly. What's been going on with you? <laughs> I mean, in eight months, man, we have gone through NCA, got another championship this year. Awesome. Loved it. Got close to two others. Um, had a wonderful world showing with Lady Legends. Um had a great summit showing, won a division at the summit, was awesome. very excited. Um, we had a team that won the summit that was like literally like the OG kids mm-hmm. who had always just kind of been the bridesmaids yeah. at summit over and over and over yeah. again. And they came and they took it day two. And I just cried from relief. Coaches, you know that feeling like it was, it, I was happy for them, mm-hmm. but it was like, oh, thank God we did it. And they can go to college and <laughs> go know. live their lives because we tried so many times and yeah. they did it. So there's that was some, pretty cool. There's something about that. It's almost like a last minute win. Oh, yeah. And it feels so good. It feels so good. We came from behind. The, the two times we won Summit, we've come from second place mm-hmm. both times. Um, so that was a really good parting gift for those kids. We had a great tryout, really kind of changed some stuff up yeah. in the gym. We had, and, and we had a... A bit more kids this round. Too. Oh yeah, it's it's been a good season of growth for us, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe podcast number two we can talk about kind of like the way we realigned the gym. It was yeah. it was like jumping into cold water for a mm-hmm. second, but it has been fantastic for the program. Yeah, yeah. So the start of another season. What better way to kick off season two, episode one, with the do's and don'ts of preparing for comp season? Yes, like we are in October, like not like October first. Yeah. We are like October eleventh. The 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 cold fronts have come. Yes, they the sweatshirts have. are on. The AC is finally off. Oh my god! Thank God. Um, we are jumping into competition season, and everybody, please excuse me because I'm in the middle of Oklahoma's game day state competition <laughs> season, and I'm teaching two to three routines a week, so I have half a voice. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, it is competition season time, and um, today we're going to talk about how do you prepare for competition season, and just quick three like do's and don'ts of that. Yeah, the first one we have is uh, we have to be disciplined when preparing for a new season. Absolutely. Um, And that goes for everybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking about you have to be disciplined as a coach. You have to be disciplined as tumbling coaches. And you have to be disciplined as parents and athletes. Absolutely. So talk to us about um, what is a good do for being disciplined? Um, I would say, number one, you need to make a plan and stick to it. Yeah. And man, can I be the worst at that? (laughs) It's hard. It's hard. It's hard because you have a plan and then Susie came in with a fever and has to go home or you have a plan and then somebody's slammed a finger in the door and has a fingernail hanging off. You have a plan and then somebody's sick or there's a varsity game that got rescheduled and all of these things can be such distractions. There, There are so many, there are so many excuses why we should not stick to the plan. Oh, there's more excuses on why you shouldn't stick to the plan than why you should. Right. But I would say stick to the plan. Yeah. So for the coaches, um, all-star coaches right now, like every Sunday, I'm kind of just dropping a message in um, their group message. That's like, here's the plan for this week. Mm -hmm. Every team's going to run this many full outs. 
I want you to get warmed up. This is what we're doing to warm up. This is how we are um, warming up the skills by section. Do not get distracted because kids, man, they will distract you when you're it getting sure warmed will. up. I, I don't remember the count to this. Oh, yeah. I don't remember the count to that. And it is a stalling technique so or, that they have to do less. Or uh, the famous, I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, man. Yes. Did it, weren't you here early? Yes. Then, said, did it, then we see you sitting around hanging out. I said, what were you doing for the 30 minutes before practice started? I saw you on TikTok. I saw yeah. you making videos. Yeah. And I was like, you don't get to go to the bathroom at the beginning of practice on my time yeah. anymore. I'm going to let you go right now. But next time, don't do that. Right. Um, so stick to a plan. I'm sending, you know, how we're warming up, how many reps as we're warming up. I'm sending a, this is how quickly we should be getting into that first full out. Right now, we are running three full outs of practice per team. And that is very different mm -hmm. for us this year. Um, and, um, you know, how much time is in between those full outs and, you know, penalties. Yes. So we're making a plan, you know, penalties on not throwing versus not executing. Yeah. Um, but we're making a plan and we're sticking to it. Right. And we keep each other on course. So if if I walk by a practice and they're kind of not sticking to the plan, I'm like, okay, hey, have we hit that third full out? Mm -hmm. Not yet. Okay, let's keep moving. Let's right. keep moving. So as coaches, stick to a plan for practice. Right. And if you can collect your thoughts before practice begins, the likelihood that you're going to be um, sidewinded into other things is very, very slim. Yeah. As parents, you're sticking to the plan is nothing interferes with practice. Right. Nothing. Yeah. Your goal is to get your child there. Yes. Yep. And get your kid here on time. Mm -hmm. um, get your kid here for the entire practice. Make sure they have their practice wear. Make sure they have their bows. Um, make sure that they have, they've, they've eaten. They're ready to go. Yeah. And it, you'd be surprised. How those little things like the right uniform, the right practice wear, the right bow um, actually gets them mentally also prepared to be here. Correct. Correct. And it helps it helps them stay accountable. And you'd be surprised how many kids come in very discombobulated because mm -hmm. they couldn't find their bow and they couldn't good, find their practice. wear. Right. A good way to also avoid that time of a kid being maybe overly stressed or worried about their position or mm -hmm. their tumbling or their stunting is make sure they're present. Yes. Right. Practice, practice, practice. Mm -hmm. Make sure their head's in the game. Right. But yes, parents, your job for, you know, making a game plan is if you know your kiddo can never find their stuff, they need to find it the night before. Mm -hmm. Right. Helpful. Um, also being supportive. The kid's probably going to get in the car with more tears in their eyes right now during this full out season than any other time of the year. Yeah. School has started. We're getting close to, you know, finals and exams. Um, a lot's going on. Mm -hmm. Homecoming football games there's a they're getting pulled a lot of different ways yeah. so stay the course as parents right um as tumbling coaches yeah. talk to me about how how do we stick to the plan as tumbling coach so i know that it's the beginning of a season i know that tumbling is being assigned if mm -hmm. it hasn't already been assigned it is being assigned to the kids and their teams yep. so typically whenever i'm doing privates my first question is what you're standing in and running in your in your routine yep uh, and then i make sure that we do whether they can do it or not we're doing at least three of each at least two of each if, they, if they're really, really prepared, we'll do one or two of each just to make sure they're clean, they make sure they look good, and then we'll tackle some of the new things they want to do. Absolutely. And that right there, that is like music to my cheer coach's ears. It's such a relationship between the tumbling coaches and the all-star coaches. And we went for years in Lux where everybody did everything. Mm -hmm. So every tumbling coach is also an all-star coach. Yep. And the benefit to that is they know where the kids are at. Right. We're at a place now where the gym is growing at such a great rate that we have compartmentalized those those spots. So we have a couple of coaches that do both. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Darian does not work on our cheer side, um, just like I don't work on the tumbling side. So we're having to make sure that our communication on yeah. kids is good. And by the coaches always reinforcing by what's in the routine and how how is it going? Mm -hmm. 
that helps a lot. There's always going to be kids oh, that yeah. are like, oh, I'm hitting everything. Oh, yeah. Well, then show me it real quick. I love it. Show me. Show me. I can't do it right now. <laughs> I always ask that. And if the kid doesn't know, I go find their coach and ask them or shoot, a, shoot out a quick message. But yes. there's, always a way to, there's always a way to figure out what they're doing because that needs to be a reinforced right now. That's more important. At least, at least if you're an all-star kid, that you have your tummy for your routine. Yep. Same with school right. cheer kids that are, you know, using our program as their tools to be ready for school cheer. Yeah. But yeah, that communication is really big. And, you know, even just asking the kids, which tumbling pass gives you the most trouble? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it's an easy pass, but it's at the end of the routine. Yep. You know, if you ask them that way, they're going to probably give you a very honest answer. So asking those questions. So again, discipline, mm-hmm. make a plan yeah. and stick to it. And, as, we, and we always say that, uh, Every kid's different. So I had a mom reach out to me recently recently saying that her daughter was very winded throughout the routine, especially mm-hmm. when it came to tumbling. So what we did was, well, what I did was I had her do her tumbling. Then every pause in between, she was doing like 10, 20 jumping jacks. Yes. Something to help reinforce. I let her catch her breath, and then we would line up for her next pass. And she doesn't like it, but now she feels more prepared and more ready. Absolutely. And then the last thing I do is that when I'm running classes, if I have all-star kids in a class, I say all-star kids. You should be at least doing two or three of your um, um, assigned passes for your routines. Then let's do some other stuff. Yep. Yep. And that's the easiest way to do it. That's Mm -hmm. the easiest way. Um, For me, repetition is like music to my ears. Mm -hmm. So yes, do be disciplined and make a plan. Don't under-discipline. Don't be so stringent that you can't adjust. Sometimes with kids, the struggle on skills has nothing to do with physical ability, has nothing to do with conditioning ability. They may be really stressed out in life outside of the gym family life may be stressful. Um, The fear of the skill may be stressful. The enormity of the routine may be stressful. Um, And so you do need, you don't want to be so rigid that you can't adjust. You have to be flexible a little bit. Yes, you have to be flexible. beneficial to the athlete. Yes. If I notice that Susie is just struggling, even on a skill that she can do, I'm like, let's do something different. Yep. Let's go do something different, right? And allow them that bit of a break from that. Yep. Even during you know, full outs, like let's say our world's team. Um, I've got a kiddo who is so fantastic and she's just coming off of just like most of our kids, um, Oklahoma game day or Oklahoma traditional state, which is on the flat mat. And she's throwing lots of skills and passes for her team. Well, in our routine for worlds, I need her to double. And when she has to throw a lot of the flat mat fulls, it kind of gets her a little bit off in the gym. So when we're running full outs, we'll make this, we'll make choices. This time you're going to double this time. You're going to do a full, where's your head at today? If she comes in and I can just see that her head's not there, I'm throwing fulls through. And for me, the looking at her as a person before an athlete is always going to put us in a better position, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But I trust the kid to know where her head's at, yeah. you know, so do adjust. And then the last thing is do not quit the plan. Yeah, you can't quit the plan. Like we just said, there are so many reasons to quit the plan, especially when it's the beginning of a season. Yes. We know that when you're making a plan, even if we talk about working out, when you first get back in the gym, you almost don't want to be there. Mm -hmm. Things are heavy. It's hard. And it's so easy to just bow out at that moment. Mm -hmm. But we know that with time in and repetition, it's going to get easier. It's It's going to look better it's going to get so much better. Mm-hmm. You know, we tell the kids, you can't go around the fire. You have to go through the fire. Mm-hmm. You have to go through what's hard. So yes, do not quit the plan. There you go. Um, and one thing that always gets our coaches out of the practice plan is actually adjustments, right? Mm-hmm. So I tell them, you run your three full outs, you make notes on the side as they run. I'm like, literally keep a, keep, keep a piece of paper and a little paper pad and a pen, make notes on the first run, make notes on the second run, make notes on the third one. 
after the third run, then go back section by section to make those adjustments. When you make those adjustments in between the runs, what ends up happening is you get distracted yeah. by, by formations and little adjustments. So, um, yeah, so don't quit the plan. So are we ready to move to number two? Let's do it. Number two, we have to be understanding. Yes, we have to be understanding. So, mm-hmm. y'all, there are coaches that have such different mentalities on everything. Yeah. My mentality, again, is a person before an athlete. I think I actually just saw a meme today on Facebook that talked about that, the person before the athlete. Um, And I don't think it takes being a parent to see a kid as a person before an athlete. Before I had kids, I felt like I could see that too. So Mm -hmm. sometimes I think, you know, coaches who are not married, don't have kids, kind of don't, kind of sometimes get a bad rep because people are like, well, you don't understand because you don't have kids. I don't think that's the truth. Mm -hmm. I think that there are people that can understand it without having kids. Um, I think that when you have kids, you have no choice but to understand it, right? So understanding. you've got to understand that like sometimes kids are mentally fatigued. Yeah. They get up very early for school life. Yes. They're sitting in chairs all day long. Um, and then they get out of school and they may be helping siblings or they may be, you know, waiting for parents to pick them up or they may be home and trying to get homework done. And then they're being, you know, shuttled out to the gym. And then we are on them, on them, on them. And we're like, why do you look tired? Why do you look tired? Like get tired in the game. Like keep moving, go harder. And sometimes they're exhausted. Yeah. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm exhausted before I do anything. For sure. <laughs> you know, and I'm not listening to teachers like want, 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 want yeah. me all day. Um, and then let's be honest, like, like phones have made it different for kids. So, you know, they can't like, we didn't have phones and social media and entertainment like they do. So at 10 o'clock when lights were out, like lights were out of my house. Mm-hmm. Some of these kids are active until oh, yeah. you know, midnight, one o'clock. So it's like, we have to help them yeah. learn how to be um, accountable for their time. Yeah. But we also got to understand that fatigue, like this is a very hard time, especially if they do school cheer also. And so this is a very hard time. We have to understand that sometimes they're mentally exhausted. Sometimes they're physically exhausted. Yeah. I think that a good rule of thumb is like, we should be giving, we should be understanding and giving grace the same way we want it. Correct. Right. Just because we are the coach and they are the athlete doesn't mean that we have to have some type of like power flex or. Correct. Yeah. I know you had a long day, but you came to practice anyway. Well, sure, they're here, but like they're little people, they're little humans. And like we said last season, our goal, apart from them being athletes, is to be good people, good yes. humans, um, grow into good, uh, loving adults. Yeah, good pillars of the community. Exactly. And the only way to do that is to um, lead by example. Yeah, teach empathy. Yeah, teach you know, empathy. It's a good one. You know, I you sometimes as a coach get into this mentality. I say this all the time. Like, well, you can't miss practice today because... If you're, if the only time you ever miss practice today is today, the next, you know, the other kid on your team, then they miss next week. And then the next kid misses next week because they think that this is their one day. Then we never have a full practice, mm-hmm. right? You can kind of get into that mentality with kids, like emotionally, um, where like today, like this isn't Susie's day. Yeah. Today, Susie is beat down. Right. Susie and mom argued about her homecoming dress yeah. yesterday and today. She is beat down. And it, though it seems very civil, uh, trivial and little to us, it was a very big deal to oh, her. Yeah. And maybe Susie just needs a hug. Yeah. Like maybe Susie just needs a hug. Maybe Susie yeah. just needs you to say, I think you're better than what you're doing today. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you're off today, but let's have a better day next time. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes as coaches, we forget there's always another practice. Yeah. And I think that some of this can also help if our, the way we greet them is, how are you doing today? What's been going on? Mm-hmm. Right. That little moment of like, oh, how are you giving them an opportunity to actually voice? I'm tired. last night was hard. I have so much homework. Allowing them to kind of just say it out loud is helpful. And apart from the mental side, some of these kids are on multiple teams. Yes. They're they're on multiple teams inside the gym. 
And then some of them are on school teams. Yes. Some of them are doing like are on their you know state teams and all the other stuff. Yes. So sidelines. They're state, they're physically yeah. tired Nationals. as well. Oh yeah, I agree. And when we get into podcast two about the crazy changes in Luxland and you know deciding to make good changes for your program. One of the biggest changes we made this year was crossing over. We have virtually no crossovers in our entire gym for the first time in ten years. We've got a couple of crossovers to our open team, which Coach Darian is I, on. I dusted off the uh the dusted old... off the Reeboks and he's oh back, in, back in the game. <laughs> Reeboks um, were before my time. Yeah, oh, I'm so sorry, <laughs> young man. I'm so old over here with my Reeboks. Um, but we got rid of crossovers and y'all, I w- I'm a recovering crossover aholic, okay? Recovering. Um, but it was a it was a very necessary change, I felt like for our kids, and I, I love every moment of it. I feel like there is like a relief in the gym, like an unspoken relief. Yes. And it was hard. It was very hard. And we're a small gym. So um we it it was challenging, but mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of benefits yeah. to it. And we'll talk more about those benefits yeah. later. And that kind of ties into right into the don'ts, which is like don't add to the stress. Correct. We we understand we're having empathy. We're understanding that these kids have lives outside of the gym, that life is hard for everybody. Don't be someone that adds to that. You should not be you gotta read the room. Yes. You gotta read the athlete. <laughs> They may not be up for that joke you always joke with them about today. Yes. And is that not like the statement of Lux Cheer? Like if you ever talk to the coaches, we're like, read the room. Like uh-huh. we say it in so many different ways. Read the room. Read the room. Like, yeah. like we always talk about that. But no, you're right. When we're talking about understanding, don't add stress. Stress is not the same as um not adding stress is not the same as saying we're taking pressure off of them and we're allowing them to, you know. Um, go at a place that is below their ability. Mm-hmm. That's not what it is. It is stress can be a physical manifestation for kids and it can be something that they take home after the gym right. day is done. So like, we're not adding that to their table, yeah. to their plate. We're adding pressure and expectation yeah, and the, accountability on things yeah. that they can control in this moment. Accountability and stress are two different things. Correct. You can you can love someone and still hold them accountable. Yes. And to me, if they have to walk out of this door and they are still upset about it at 11 o'clock at night, that's stress and not accountability, pressure and, you know, responsibility. Mm-hmm. So um, don't add stress. Yeah. If you know this kid is on the verge of a, you know, kind of temporary breakdown, don't just keep throwing you know, gasoline at them, like give them a moment. Yeah. And y'all, there are people that there are gyms that live their lives believing that you have to put these kids under all this pressure and stress. And you have to tell them how awful they are and how they're going to be replaced to get them to do well. And you may have some really good cheerleading, yeah. but you are a horrible, awful person. And you are a horrible, awful, awful steward to these parents, um, you know, to their, their, their gift of right. access to their kids. And so if you think the only way that you can get kids to do what they need to do and be successful is by tearing them down, breaking them down, adding stress and reminding them always that they're replaceable, like you have no business in this industry. Let let the gym (laughs) be a safe place and a place where they can be pushed and held accountable and also feel valued and loved. Mm -hmm. They have to go hand in hand. Yes. And I think that you have to also like my last don't is don't forget that everybody is human, mm-hmm. right? So that's coaches, that's kids, that's parents. Parent is going to get a kid to practice late some at some point in time. A parent is going to double schedule themselves and it's going to be really inconvenient to you. A kid is going to forget choreography and or they're just not going to be on that day. Um, a coach is going to not stick to the plan one day or is going to make an adjustment you don't love. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you un- when we're talking about understanding, I think you have to create an environment that lets people sometimes 
fail in a safe way. Yeah. Um, and then be willing to pick them up and just go, okay, no big deal. Let's keep moving. Keep right. moving forward, right? Yeah. The kid can either leave at the gym crying or leave the gym saying, wow, I had a hard day and Coach Cat made it a little bit better. Right. And, you know, we'll tell these kids, like, don't cry until you get to the car. Like, <laughs> cry, cry for your mom. Because sometimes they just need that cathartic moment. Yeah. You know, sometimes they just care so much and they're just so invested. Or today was just such a hard day or it physically took them to their brink that like they're going to get in the car and cry. Um, or they're so frustrated because their stunt hasn't hit five times, mm-hmm. five days. And those moments, they need those moments. Right. But as a parent, that's when you just talk them off the ledge. Yeah. And you just say, but to next practice, there's always something you can do about it. Right. That's right. The next one is a managing expectations, Woo. which is hefty, hefty, especially at the beginning of a season. Yes. And, you know, cheer season is so weird because it's like the beginning of competition season, but it's been a long you know, right. 15 years since tryouts. Right. Um, but managing expectations is super big. So do, do remember where you started. Yeah. What does progress look like to and you? And what does progress look like to you? Mm-hmm. And it is so hard right after tryouts because you come off the peak, right? You literally come off of a summit, an all-star worlds, a worlds, an end of the season, um, whatever your last event is, you come off the highest point of the mountain and then you get Molly walked back down to the bottom. I remember of the after this last banquet, my wife was like, So is there like a break? For like a day. <laughs> and literally, you said to her, Yeah, like a day or so. Yes. Then the she, next season starts right up. All Star Cheer is the, the, the wildest sport. How long does your season run? Um, Approximately 11 months, two weeks, and give or take five or six days. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I'm counting Christmas break in there too. Like, right. you know, like yeah. this is like the craziest, wildest sport. But yeah. um. You have to manage expectations and remind yourself you end the season at the highest place and then you right. begin the season at the lowest point, right? right? And then it's a, it's a journey. And I'm not one of those people that's like, it's all about the journey. It is all about yeah. the journey. But the journey also wants to feel like it has some hit stunts, some landed tumbling, but on the <laughs> other success. Si- on the other side, if you are already uh, doubting the progress and it's mid-October or mid-November. Yes. You know, you might be abandoning ship a little too early. A little a little early. <laughs> yeah. Um, and school just started. So you go through summer break where people are on 100 vacations. I mean, the years of the pandemic were really rough, but nobody went anywhere. So yeah. <laughs> everybody was at practice. Um, and then post-pandemic, everybody's like, oh, I've got vacation. I'm going to take it. I'm going to yeah. take three vacations oh. and I'm going to go to church mm-hmm. camp and I'm going to go to grandma's birthday and we're going to Silver Dollar City and we're going to Disney. Mm-hmm. Girl, we're going to Disney twice a year already, but we're still going for the third time, Kat. <laughs> um, and you got to, got to just take it. You take those hits with it, like like on the chin, yeah. like a big girl. Um, and then you finally get everybody back at practice because school has started and then the school conflicts start. Yeah. Orchestra, band, mm-hmm. choir, field trips. School cheer. School cheer. Football games. I'm on student council. Why did you sign up for student council? <laughs> like, you know, why did you do that to me? Um, and so you, we go through these places where it feels like I gained some momentum mm-hmm. and then there's, you know, setbacks. And then right now we're like in sixth season. So the years of the masks, we were all afraid of COVID, but nobody got strep. Yeah. Nobody got flu mm-hmm. and very people got colds because you either got really, really, really sick with COVID or you had nothing. Because we weren't coughing at each other's mouths all day mm-hmm. and touching each other. Yeah. And now sickness is back. So um, you have to just take all of these. These Like everybody's dealing with these exact same hurdles. Yeah. How do you deal with it the best? Mm-hmm. And that's who your winner is going to be at right. competition is we're all dealing with the same stuff. We went an entire summer with no injuries. Mm-hmm. And then we've had like five rolled ankles. We've got some smashed fingers. Mm-hmm. 
half of those didn't even happen in a chair atmosphere. <laughs> like, you know, we had one kid that was walking in our backyard and fell in a hole last week and <laughs> like sprained her hip. Why and, were you walking in your backyard? Right. And it's <laughs> like, this stuff happens, right? So manage your expectations, yeah. which is it's October and we're all scared because November is right around the corner. November mm-hmm. means season, right? Yeah. But these kids are resilient and every practice, if it's a little bit better, is going to be better. Yeah. You know, it's, I always say to kiddos, like, how do you walk a mile? Right. One step at a time. Mm-hmm. Right. I would even say manage your expectations and then communicate your expectations. Yes. Right. If these kids feel like, well, by next week we have to have a perfect full out. And it's this early it's in the unrealistic. game. It's unrealistic. Now they're going to be, now you're adding to the stress mm-hmm. and it's going to be a mess next time you see them. Absolutely. Right. As I'm, when I'm teaching lessons, I always tell kids, I said, would I give you a correction? Whether I'm giving you two, three or four, let's make small adjustments. Yeah. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Right. I don't need you to, to make this big overcorrection. And now we have more problems. With. Let's make small adjustments. That's how you should measure, measure the progress because now we can celebrate those small yes. victories. Yes. And, you know, celebrate the small stuff. Small, celebrate small victories. We do sticker charts on the wall. Swimming through September, pumpkin patch in October, you know, um, turkey trotting in November, where as they do things successfully, they get, they get you know, stickers to put on their board for their teams. Um, and, you know, it's just trying to celebrate the little stuff. Yeah. But yes, you manage your expectations. The full outs in October and November should not be the same full outs that you're throwing in January, February. Yeah. Like, and as a coach, you have to understand that and you will literally make yourself crazy if you don't. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you need to compromise for completion. Yeah. Right now. Um, you know, so going backwards, like set goals, but those goals should be attainable. Yeah. And you have to have a realistic view, which is if every skill in your routine is supposed to go to a body position, like maybe right now it needs to go to a lib. Mm-hmm. And maybe the best one then goes to a body position. Right. Then the next best one goes to a body position. You have to figure out the stair steps, right? So they're not trying to jump massive ten foot hurdles. They should be jumping little one foot hurdles yeah. every practice. Um, but my last three things are compromise for completion. Again, make adjustments because a stunt finished through is better than a stunt not finished through. Mm-hmm. So if there's something that they keep getting stuck on, adjust, adjust, adjust. Don't worry about you know. NCA gold rush. Don't worry about that stuff right now. You need to worry about tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Number two, celebrate the little victories. You know what I say a lot of times we're not there yet, but that was better than the last one. That's (laughs) all I can. That's what I'm asking from you. You know, um, if I'm really hard on kids about grips or about locking their leg out or body position and I see the effort, I will reward that. I can't remember it every time, but if I'll say their name four times for doing it wrong, I have to be willing to say their name at least once for doing it right. Right. Um, our world seems buzzword is effort right now. Mm-hmm. That's all I want is effort. Yeah. And you hear them getting set throughout the routine. They're talking, they're not talking effort, effort. You know, they know eventually I want it perfect. But right now the goal is like, show me what you got. Right. You know? And then the last thing is celebrate your coach's achievements. There you go. Your tumbling coaches, your all-star staff achievements. Sometimes like not wanting to cry in the office is an achievement <laughs> for your coaches. <laughs> you know, sometimes getting that kid past that skill or you know, seeing, like I, I talked to our coach Wes the other day and I was like, Hey, these privates you're doing with this kid, she's nailing it in practice. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't get that feedback if they're right. not in practices. Right. So celebrate their achievements also. And I think if you can do all of those things, stay disciplined, be understanding, mm-hmm. manage your expectations, compromise for completion, celebrate little victories and celebrate your coaches. Yeah. I think you can prepare yourself for competition for sure. You know, and yeah. put a little brick wall around your heart because cheerleading is not for the weak man. It is not for the faint of heart. It will break your heart every day, <laughs> but it also rebuilds it every day. Yeah. Yeah, you have to truly love 
the sport and, and love what you're doing. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. You have to love not just what's on that floor, but yeah. what is beyond that right. five, six, seven, eight, right? There it is. There it is. There hey, it is. This was episode one of season two. How do we prepare for competition season? Thank you so much for tuning in. And we will see you next time. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye-bye.